your being goddess state is always within reach. It's a state of activating the next version of you that's always wanting to show up. It's pivoting out of the imposter syndrome, head on, eyes open, even within the darkness of this major uprising. Welcome to the rise of the Goddess Collective. I am your host, Michelle Julian, your Goddess Guide. Welcome to the Rise of the Goddess Collective podcast. It's me, Michelle Julian, your Goddess Guide your facilitator, your wake-up call if you need one. It's all about being and becoming the goddess that you already are. And today we have a special guest that kind of funny, it's a funny story. We actually met each other many, many years ago, not really, but we have similar friends and it turned out that the universe brought us together through this gorgeous online portal of Facebook. Let's just say it, Facebook is amazing in so many ways. We get to meet people and find people that we become friends with or we work with to help our own personal development. Yeah, Facebook has its downfalls too. And you know what? I choose to always see the cup half full, right? It's always an option in how you, yourself, as a goddess, always evolving, takes that attitude of being curious, being a witness to what's happening in the world. That's not meaning that you're not honoring all of the messiness that's happening, but also how you as a goddess can show up and be that super powerful person for yourself first to take care of yourself because we always talk about this, put your own oxygen mask on first because you really can't be in the world, be with your family if you're not taking care of yourself. And that's why I'm interviewing this woman that she has so many certifications and so many degrees that, you know, if you're going to work with her, you're going to think, wow, I'm going to have to spend at least 10 grand just to have a conversation. (laughs) But that's not true. She really makes her work to help you so, so easily digestible and financially affordable because she knows how powerful it is to have that work where you're working within. So let's introduce you right away. It's Dahlia Brown Shook. She is a holistic, and I'll read it right off her website, a holistic medical healer. Okay. So she's taking all of her years and years of 
knowledge, certification, and has combined that in a holistic way so you can digest it, right? So you don't have to be like, wait, what word is she using? What does that mean? You know, because these words in the medical field can be a little daunting like that. So let's start with you, Dahlia. Welcome, welcome to Rise of the Goddess Collective podcast. I'd love for you to just talk about introducing yourself to the audience about your own journey where you started with all your certifications and then now here you are online providing this amazing healing service. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And it is so nice to be here. Uh, it's it's not an easy question to answer, even though it really should be. Um, and I don't always like using that word should. Uh, when it comes to my background, I feel like we have to start from the very beginning because everybody's story matters and it doesn't really matter. I was just um, telling a client this yesterday. It doesn't matter like what you do. It doesn't matter your credentials. It doesn't matter what your hair looks like, what you dress like. What matters is who you are inside and who I am inside. You know, it all started, of course, well, multi-generationally ago. However, in this lifetime, it's um, it started off like beautifully. And then I had a trauma and that was probably like a big T trauma in a way or a medium T trauma uh, at 12 months old, which would then really dictate my life of needing to work harder needing to show up more for myself. My mother and I were recently discussing this and she said tenacity is the word that came to her, even as when I was a child watching me learn how to do things that were hard for myself. And so learning how to navigate this life led me into a lot of the woes that people experience in a journey of, I think, healing and personal development and just life in general when it gets challenging with multiple diagnoses, uh, which led me into my creative side of becoming an artist, and then led me into higher education, getting a master's degree, getting certified and registered nationally in occupational therapy, um, and, and continuing to learn and educate myself, not just from the not just from the medical healthcare perspective, but then also the personal development side. Like I've always invested in myself. I've always invested in my growth in a variety of different ways. And what I realized along that journey is that it's not just investing in credentials and trainings, even though that really lights me up because it's just like, I love learning everything having to do with the brain and how that manifests in a variety of ways, because that's what happens. And brain issues turn into emotional and physical and spiritual issues when they are not, not tackled or when we are just throwing coping mechanisms at them, which I'm brilliant at holistic coping mechanisms, right? And that's, I teach a lot of those because we need them on the day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but so it's like, you know, investing in myself in such diverse ways brought me to this place of, realizing that yes, I was seeing patients and I was in the traditional healthcare model and I loved serving 
clients in that way. I've also uh, been a holistic health coach for over the last 10 years and seeing both sides of healing and being a patient in the mental health realm at the same time, having a variety of issues that, you know, doctors would tell me, oh, you're never going to fix this, right? There's that word fix. You'll always have these issues, uh, which doesn't really set anybody up for like, ooh, success, right? <laughs> or like overcome. Uh, it's more like coping or managing, which is where I think, you know, a lot of coping mechanisms come from. But experiencing this gap between true inner work healing that can allow people to decrease or shift their medication load that can remove pain from your body that actually has to do with trauma that people didn't even know to you know removing triggers so that people start relating to their family or their kids or their loved ones differently with greater patience and less maybe anger can happen and it doesn't always doesn't usually happen from sitting in the therapist's office doing typical talk therapy once a week for years mm -hmm. and so that is why i transitioned my other business and now have holistic medical healing mm -hmm. and have transitioned out of the healthcare realm and i still call it holistic healthcare because of all of my credentials mm -hmm. uh, but I want to serve people with whole body healing so that people can truly heal their brain, their body, their mind, have that integration and be whole so that people don't have to be dependent and reliant on medical systems that are not serving. And yes, this is not, I just want like disclaimer, there's always a place for the medical system. There is yeah. always a place for it. However, when it comes to managing chronic stress mm -hmm. and chronic trauma mm -hmm. they don't know how to do that exactly unless so, you want to take a pill every day so it's the whole as we always say it's the holistic approach to heal mentally physically and spiritually because you're not just one thing you're not just your head you're your head, your heart, and your body. And so sometimes in this world of online, there's so much information out there. I would love for you to share with the audience how you yourself, because as we know, as coaches, we're always doing our own personal development. You know, if we're not working on ourselves in our own things that we need to heal, like sharing your story when you were 12, did you say 12 months old? Mm -hmm. 12 months, I was like say 12 years old. I was like, no, it was 12 months old. So that was like a year old, basically, when you had your trauma. I had mine when I actually was, I think I was three years old just thinking about it as you're sharing your story, because we talked about this, there's different types of trauma. There's the small T trauma and then the big trauma. So I believe mine was a small T and I would love for you 
to correct me if I'm wrong, because I feel like you're the uh, expert in this trauma informational processing field. I would never feel like I'm an expert in it, um, especially having gone through four near-death, I don't think I told you this, I've gone through four near-death experiences and I'm actually writing my memoir right now all about them. And I even didn't even think about this one. This is not a near-death one, but this was trauma. I was with my mom, we were outside. I was three years old. I'd have to say I was like three, about three years old, maybe four. My mom and I were sitting on the back porch and for some reason, something fell. It was a, I think it was a glass. It fell and it, and it ended up on the pavement. And my mother said to me, don't touch that. I'll be right back. I'm going to go get a broom. What did I do? I was like three years. Don't touch that. I was like, I'm going to go touch it. I went down to go touch it. And as I squatted down, I fell and literally fell onto the glass. The glass went into my butt. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, three years old, that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was 19, uh, let's see, when was I born? 19, like 1964, 1965. Um, basically, they didn't do any kind of like Novocaine or anything like when they went to go in to get the glass out. And I remember literally screaming my head off, looking at my mother, like, what do you do? Let, letting them do to me. And I'm thinking as you're talking, like this could, this could have been a small T trauma. Am I correct in saying that? But that's, it's, uh, <laughs> I think we almost need to have a session by the way. Uh, I definitely know that that's going to happen. Audience, just know that I will be working with Dahlia. Yeah. I've already looked at a lot of your online um, website and already like thought to myself, oh, I, I definitely want to sign up and take that module course where you can watch your videos and then do some exercises. I, mm -hmm. So audience, you know, you're going to have to check out her website because she's got a lot of ways to work with this mental health and right. spiritual well-being so answer the question i will totally answer the question and it's funny and i will answer your question uh it's i think back like when this trauma happened to me mm -hmm. what our body is so brilliant at doing mm -hmm. is teaching us how to find a place of safety that when it doesn't matter what size the trauma is it doesn't matter if it's a small T, multiple small T's, a medium T, a big T. It's just that when it's a big T, you know it. It is a no brainer. You know that it's going to really just kind of like affect you for the rest of your life in a way. That's what you're really told. And that you're going to be going into like, you know, a whole plan of care to manage this big T trauma. And for me, and it's, and it's interesting that my work has led me into trauma work because at 13 months old, after the trauma, I started pulling out my hair. And that is one of the conditions that I work with now. As an adult, I work with kids and I work with adults who struggle with hair pulling, skin picking, and nail biting. 
And, and so our body, the point being our body finds mechanisms to self-regulate and to cope. Mm -hmm. So what I heard you say is, and I can feel it in my body as you, as you're, as you're sharing it with me, there may be a lot of variety of triggers. I actually think this is a larger trauma than you think mm. because of the words, mom, what are you letting them do to me? Mm. It is a abandonment. Mm. It is a fear that you're not getting taken care of. So it's like, and, and that's the point of these small T's or the medium T's. It's not necessarily the action. So it doesn't matter what caused me to stop breathing and turn blue and get a feeding tube and all of that stuff. What actually matters is the effect that it had on the emotional health. The, and, and let me back up. What matters is the effect that it had on the brain. Mm -hmm. And this is where I can totally geek out. And uh, <laughs> But I love it because so my dad's a retired neurologist and he taught me so much about what I know about the brain. And so all the work I do is brain related. It is now targeting that vagus nerve, targeting the right side of your brain, because what happens when you have any kind of size trauma, I mean, the trauma can be, and this is what people don't realize, that it's a fear that you're not gonna get your needs met. When we look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, safety, security, all of that, when those foundational needs are challenged mm -hmm. and that can come from a variety of ways mm -hmm. that's when the right side of the brain well it's it's a whole thing but like your language center starts to shut down and so an interesting question that i'm going to ask you at some point is <laughs> you know what happened to your language or your development after this and you may not know that answer right now that is like work that we can do privately mm -hmm. But that is very telling mm -hmm. because I can almost guarantee that you are operating right now from a place that comes from that space. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I'm going to say, I don't like using the word hard. It's not, it's not complicated. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's actually totally complicated, but when I do it, it's, I don't see it as complicated. Mm -hmm. It's an exploratory process. And this is where my psychic abilities come in and we go into the Akashic records and we do light language and, and there's a variety of different techniques that happen to help identify what is going on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that is making somebody operate mm -hmm. from a different system, if that makes sense. Makes total sense, makes total sense exactly what you're saying makes total sense to me. And because the audience is intently listening <laughs> to this juicy, again, always the juicy comes on the rise of the goddess collective. Um, people want to know that it's safe yeah. to work with their trauma, whatever type of trauma, like you said, light, medium, large that it is something that you can work with and what makes working with you different than probably somebody else is that you're using your own 
personal healing tools that helped you with your traumas and saw that it shift you so you could do the work for others. And I'm sure it also was helpful in your own personal relationships in attracting the right mate and having a uh, group of women that know how to set boundaries and have healthy boundaries and are um, not in codependent relationships because there's so many ways for our trauma, as you're saying, to be um, like uh, played out. Yes, manifested. Right, we're manifested. We manifest the trauma through our relationships and sometimes maybe we're aware of it and sometimes we're not or maybe we figure it out later many years later but the best part of knowing as the audience is listening is you can actually heal and you can work with your trauma and it's going to not just be like a one and done yeah because there's no way I'm a one and doneer because I've been through this trauma that I just shared with you. And then the four near death experiences that I haven't shared with you. So I'm sure there's a lot of undoing and, and like processing that is there, is just there waiting for me in a way that I already feel like I will be nurtured with you and you will hold my hand and you will go at a pace that I'm able to go through. And at the end of the day, it's just going to make me more resilient and more uh, whole. Because again, we're right back to the whole thing about the holistic healing approach it's not just, you know, your mental health, it's the spiritual, it's the heart center. And, and then, I want to add into that, the, yeah. also the self-compassion. Right. That's what, when people get, and, and it's funny because when, and I'm realizing like, I just went off on like two different thoughts here. The, when people get, when they're acting from a place of a trauma response, which most people don't even realize. And that's why I like personally my longer program, which is emotional abundance. It's either four or six months because we go through these cycles, right? We are cyclical beings and different situations that we are in give us even greater opportunity to be like, oh, this is coming up again. It just looks completely different. Mm -hmm. And and there's a really high accountability in that specific program. And the reason that this is so crucial is because when we were talking back to, I said the word manifesting, which I know for your listeners, people are like, oh yes, I totally get that. For mm -hmm. other people, that's almost a triggering word in itself. And mm -hmm. the other word that came to my mind was symptomology, which there's the medical word, right? Mm -hmm. So. And what that looks like is bodily pain, backache, 
knee knee pain. It looks like digestive issues. It looks like brain fog. It looks like anxiety, not being able to pay attention to something, um, not being able to finish your sentences, or you're like hypervigilant and you are so highly successful, but there are still self-sabotaging patterns. And that, you know, can also look like not being able to fall asleep at night or not having a restful sleep and maybe not and when you work with me we always talk about bowels uh but maybe not having like uh you know going to the bathroom every single day which means your detox symptom sorry your detoxification process is mm -hmm. not optimal and mm -hmm. when we are working with mm -hmm. healing mm -hmm. Whatever we are doing on the inside, it has to come out. And it and it comes out as waste. It comes out as tears. It comes out as extra sleep. And this is where the compassion is. Because mm -hmm. having compassion for, oh, shoot, I just got triggered again. Mm -hmm. Right? I just yelled at my husband. Okay, what just happened that made me respond in that way? Rather than, oh, what is wrong with me? Like, why can't I be nicer? Because I'm not that kind of person. So it's like that self-talk. Mm -hmm. That's where I bring up like self-compassion in such a huge way, which leads to the self-love. And when we, you know, it's funny because you mentioned something that I wanted to touch on. Consistently, if people look at the client testimonials on my website, over and over and over, you will see, and I didn't realize this. It wasn't until people were saying it back to me, which you've totally pinpointed, is my ability to gently guide people. That's what I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. Because when we are sitting with a typical treatment plan, we're dealing with issues, right? Which may be lots of teeny tiny little T's and we don't realize it. Mm -hmm. And we're talking it out over and over and over and over. It's just re-traumatizing us over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And that actually doesn't make progress. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. Mm -hmm. And that's where I've seen with the clients I work with, they're actually, they've had healthcare trauma. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They've had healthcare trauma of trying to heal mm -hmm. and it not being enough. And so mm -hmm. people think there's really something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. not the case. It's mm -hmm. just really hard sometimes to mm -hmm. find the kinds of professionals that mm -hmm. can create. I mean, I created my emotional abundance program out of a need of what I wish I could have received when mm -hmm. I needed help. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's really how it all came about. I, told, I totally can relate to that. I totally can relate to that because. The thing is, is what people don't realize is like you were saying is you have gone through some particular, let's just call it a challenge. Maybe you're not relating to it as a trauma, but you're calling it as a challenge. It was upsetting and you keep going back to that experience. And so how do you actualize your own kindness towards yourself? How do you start having that communication of vulnerability with yourself 
but be compassionate to yourself so you can move throughout the world as a kind person. Because if you're not taking that time to honor yourself, take care of yourself in a loving way, how are you in your own relationships, whether it be your husband, your kids, or even at work, how are you, as Brene Brown talks about, how is your communication being kind to you and helpful to others, right? So the work that you are doing is on the level of not just healing in the brain, in the heart, and through our conversations with each other. So it's hard though, as someone, as a practitioner, to communicate to the client that needs this, that's been working with me in a way that they feel comfortable with. But then when I open the door for like looking at something a little bit more within themselves, they get almost like they freeze up. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you want to talk about that, but how, how are you discerning and what tool you kind of introduce to your client patient depending on how you want to term the the person that you work with do you call them clients or clients Clients. okay but in the model of medical we use it as patient because I know I'm I'm also an OT so basically I used to use patient but now I use client because I do other things other than Mm -hmm. medical services and so talk about that how you're discerning in your own wisdom of what to use and how that you know can be really um the game changer for your client i love this question (laughs) because my ability to be discerning has transformed throughout the years previously Well, it was standard of care. So I would just follow standard of care. And I always brought in my intuitive gifts. I just didn't recognize it as I already knew what this person needed. And I didn't respect it from a place of an internal knowing versus, well, I'm educated in this, so I just know what they need. Now, as I have invested in my own work and dived into my own trauma work, healing for myself, um, and developed even more earthly modalities to use with people and learned earthly modalities. And when I say that, so it's awesome because I use a lot of the Akashic records. And so if you're not familiar with the Akashic records, it is a soul blueprint of your life, your soul from this generation and past. And I know that, and I always tell this to my clients, like before we go into this, and it's almost like a hypnosis in a way, I always let them know that what comes up, they are ready to deal with. And that I won't have access to anything that they're not ready for. And so if I have access to it, I trust, and I've done it enough to know 
that because I've, I've come across messages and and uh, visuals and past life even I mean I've actually even channeled multiple times loved ones that have passed away for some of my clients and and every time I bring it up like it used to be that I was like "Ooh, are they ready for this like I would cognitively question it and now I just know that they are ready for it and if they're not I won't have access to that and usually in these sessions, I will hear like I have created a variety of breathworks, meditations, audios, videos, and many times it will come through like, okay, well, how does, besides doing the work that we end up doing in this session, you know, what are next steps that this person can use? And that is where I will just get a lot of information about, oh, cognitive retraining, use this technique and use this audio and use this meditation and go ahead and get like, you know, the reconnect virtual, uh, the reconnection, like all these different exercises for the person to continue navigating in this path. And so that's where it is a deep trust and knowing. And that's the best way I can say it because, and then it requires which if you know anything about, so for me, my personal journey is overcoming hair pulling, depression, anxiety, trauma. You are not, you are not taught how to trust yourself. And so coming from this place of this deep trust, that's what also ends up happening with my clients is because they learn that they can trust themselves through this process. Mm -hmm. And that it's not going to take them out or not in the way they think so. It is a very gentle, loving, and I'm in tune enough to know if somebody is getting, you know, um, flooded with their emotions where they are moving into a fight or flight or shutdown place, which doesn't happen often. Mm -hmm. But I have seen it happen. And, and I was just like, oh, crud. I mean, I saw it happening and I was eight and, and actually it worked out beautifully. Mm -hmm. And she was so grateful afterwards. Mm -hmm. And, and she was like, I wasn't, she was like, I almost shut off zoom. I was like, I know I could tell. I mean, she was like, she was ready to shut the whole thing down, but mm -hmm. I was able to like move her through it. Mm -hmm. That's only happened once. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's really just a deep trust. Yes. I mean, Trust is a big component of working with a coach that's going to help you with your own struggles and challenges. And so I guess what I want to ask you, how you yourself, how are you discerning yourself and where you take your own personal development, your own healing process, so you can be doing this work because you are working with a lot of shadow, a lot of um, challenges and obstacles for people. So how do you know when you need to kind of stop your coaching sessions, like not like in the middle of the coaching session, obviously, but how do you know when you're like, okay, I've had my day, today's Friday, I'm going to go do X, Y, Z. How do you know, how are you discerning 
what to use as your own personal development to keep strengthening this internal wisdom that you can call upon so you can help heal others. I always come back to my body. I always come back to, well, I get out of my head. And so I don't know if you uh, are familiar with like human design, but I have a um, defined head and brain, which of course go figure, uh, and then a defined sacral and root. Mm -hmm. and, and so I know from my own design that if I am stuck up here, it's going to be challenging. And it's taken me a long time to realize this and to now put this into practice. And so for me, if I can get into my intuition and, and really, I get outside, I go walk. I mean, this is so, I mean, this is probably a different answer than you were anticipating of like, how do you discern what you do for personal development? But I step away. Mm -hmm. And, and I trust that I'm going to be guided to where I need to go. So two perfect examples. One, I have to do, well, I get to do continuing education every couple of years for my licensure. And, and based on the work that I've been doing myself, I decided to do trauma work mm -hmm. and get certified in that. And I just, and, and it's interesting because I had all these certifications because I need so many units and it just makes sense. And it's one of the reasons why I have so many credentials and rather than take bit by bit by bit and piecemeal it together, it's like, no, I might as well just take a whole course that starts from the beginning and goes to the end. And so how do you discern which one to decide? Right. And this is, but this is like how people decide anything mm -hmm. like buying a house, investing in a coach, you know, getting the milk at the grocery store. It's like, there is a hierarchy of processes that people go through. And so rather than spend, you know, the couple of thousand that I was looking at, at the certification course, I had originally decided to do some of the piecemeals because I intuitively, I think I know, I thought I knew where I wanted to go, but I wanted to test the waters first. And as I was watching one of them in particular, that was the one that I ended up doing. And that was the certification that I ended up, you know, investing in. But as soon as I started listening, I mean, it was just like everything in me, I was like, Oh my God, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And everybody I'm working with, this is what they're experiencing. And now it's just like all those puzzle pieces click together. So how do you know when you choose right for you is when it flows and it's easy. Mm -hmm. and I love that. I love that. Flow yeah. is easy. And like you said, it was a gut response. You, you started witnessing and hearing this information and you could feel it in your body, in your heart, in your solar plexus, right? I totally relate to human design. I am a manifesting generator and I make decisions based on my sacral in a way, if it doesn't feel right, I literally get a pain in my lower body, like lower back. And that's why I ended up in the field that I'm in, which is massage and yoga and meditation. Like we did before we even started the podcast, we grounded ourselves in our quiet five minute 
reflection, contemplation session so we could literally say, okay, the ego is just going to go, you know, off into tangents, but yeah. I'm going to call on my intuition, which is our higher self. It's our gut. It's the body talking to us and yeah. it's super juicy. If you allow it to talk to you and you accept that. And as I'm just sitting here talking to you, I'm thinking, wow, we could even like create some kind of super juicy meditation program to mm -hmm. just witness and listen to your inner intuition. So I want to talk about what hacks, what are your like favorite hacks that you use? Do you have like a hack, an app that you use when you're doing some of these things, like going for a walk or, you know, how do you remember to do it? Habit. Well, so, I mean, it's interesting because when people come to me, many people have different habits that they have experimented with and and sometimes they work, sometimes they're not consistent. Sometimes they try it for like 30 days and then they give up. And so it's like, if when people have a habit that they are trying to get into or something to change and it doesn't stick, either it's not right for you or it needs to be tweaked or there's something blocking it. And that's a lot of the work that we do in my programs is determining what is the block and let's remove it and let's break that cord because many times those blocks are very deep limiting beliefs that people aren't really acknowledging. And so what do I do and how do I remember? I love writing on my mirror. I always write on my mirror, dry erase marker. I have notes all over the place about different, and, and it's like different topics based on different seasons of my life. And, uh, and so, right now it's it's really about like i'm just wanting to serve even more women in my emotional abundance program and my reconnect which is the new group that i launched and right now it's at beta pricing before it increases and and both of these courses i know are just they're so transformational and so i have in a way just affirmations and that's part of what i do with people is like how do we create how do we create the affirmation that works for your brain because you can and this is this is crucial is like when it comes to brain rewiring people go wrong with affirmations because they create something that is too lofty that their brain is like yeah that's never going to happen so it's like even if you're saying it over and over and over and you don't believe it mm -hmm. it's not going to work mm -hmm. and that's where people are like affirmations don't work for me so that's one that has been a constant for years mm -hmm. um i always hydrate first thing in the morning mm -hmm and take my whole food nutrition capsule. And um, and so filling my body up from the inside out, I mean, it's just like, and I have a recipe that I offer to people to refill their body with electrolytes in a very healthy way that also helps like clear and activate dormant DNA. And so that is something that I do every morning. It's like, here's the thing, in my programs, I do the things that I teach, <laughs> right? Um, and then I listen to something positive, something that I need to listen to every single morning. And I'm usually getting outside in the sun or just getting out in nature because for me, my human design just likes to be out. Even though I love the introvert in me, loves like the bath at home. I love my office, I love my space, but me moving is crucial. 
And that's where I have a variety of assessments that I do with people to find out what are your, for example, like sensory needs that you don't know, because this is what your, bo your body needs in order to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And many times people are acting out from different perspectives, not knowing truly what their body and brain need. And that's where it's like they try everything under the sun and it's just not enough. And it's because it's not catered to you. So those are some of my favorites. That sounds pretty juicy to me. And I resonate with all of them because I am also a nature girl. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have my green juice in the morning with my probiotics, it's almost like my body is not going to receive yeah. the other nutrients that I put into my body. And just, you know, it's all about a lot of personal nutritionists talk about this. Food is medicine, right? It's taking that mindset that when we're filling up our bodies, is this good for me? It's not about like, oh, it's too fattening or it's too sugary. It's more like, is this going to fuel me? Am I going to be energized? How am I going to feel, right? That then if you're going for that feeling, then it kind of becomes like a natural habit mm -hmm. that you start to form. And then the other habits that you were doing before that weren't really making you feel good, you don't really miss them that much because right. now you feel good. So there's- And I so think I just, I just want to point out one thing though really quick is that we talk about feeling good, mm -hmm. right? Here's the thing, like sugar feels good. It is created in a lab to target your neurotransmitters in your brain to make you have that feel good sensation, right? Mm -hmm. It is why drugs feel good. Mm -hmm. It is why pulling out your hair feels good. And so I always, we want to feel good. And that is the goal. Yes. Sometimes we have to dismantle and separate what feeling good actually feels like because many people don't actually know wow that's a good one i like so that. when we when we talk about and so in in my programs we always touch on nutritional health and mm -hmm. neuro, nutrition for neurotransmitters and other things like that and i have a freebie um with like a mental health guide for nutrition something like that on my website and you know what we put in or on our body or our brain can either help us or hurt us it cannot do both and so I usually come at it from that kind of perspective because so many people are disconnected from the feel good mechanisms mm. and the feel good also excitement presents itself in, in the brain the same as fear. Mm. And so that's, I mean, that's, people are just confused. Yes, that makes sense. That makes sense. I guess once you start doing these new habits and initially the sugar was making you feel good or, you know, like you were saying, like pulling your yeah. hair, you feel good. Once you re, you know, introduce a new habit instead of that one, you can kind of have that discerning yes. difference of like, oh, this is feeling good. Yes. Now I can do X, Y, Z because 
I'm not doing that other habit. Right. And I think a lot of, you know, that cultivating that kindness towards yourself, being patient with yourself, learning the new habits is all part of, I'm sure your process mm-hmm. and, um, you know, what people can do to do that shift and yes. become the version of themselves that that's just there. It's just, it's never been nurtured. And what I want to kind of like talk about, like, what, what do you feel like you want your legacy of your mission in helping people heal to become? I've been told that I am like the lighthouse, that my mission on the planet is to be a bridge between the science and the earthly, the Eastern and the Western, the, you know, the, um, the esoteric magical and the very foundational science-based. And I think what I want people to walk away with more than anything is knowing that no matter what challenge is happening, there's always a way. It's just finding the right kind of person to guide you, to be that lighthouse. And if you find different lighthouses and they're not working, then it's not right for you. And it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It just means you haven't found the right lighthouse, right? And that's where I want people to know that no matter what their journey is, A, there's always more healing to be done. Mm-hmm. That's the fun part. Uh, you know, and, and not everybody wants to keep going into their healing. There is a point when you get to a place in your healing journey when you get to do it and expand at the same time where the healing doesn't have to be so draining. And that's where hope and resiliency and that tenacity comes from. And so if people, I want people to know how tenacious they really are and they don't have to be a victim to their genetics or their old stories or their little T's or their big T's that they can shed and literally protect and support their DNA in ways that they never imagined so that we all can vibrate higher and be that beacon of light and surround ourselves with people who support us in those ways, right? With tools at our disposal when we are not surrounded by people who support us in those ways because that's just life and life keeps happening exactly take a deep deep breath everyone everyone here in the audience listening it's time to find your lifeboat to your lighthouse (laughs) you can heal you can do this And I could just talk so much more about all of the juicy that you offer, but let's just let everyone know how they can get 
in touch with you and if there's any projects that you're working on Absolutely. how is what's the easiest way for people to get a hold of you if you're on social media instagram holistic.medical.healing and you can just dm me on facebook i'm under dahlia brown shook my website is holisticmedicalhealing.com and there's a contact form. And that's probably the easiest way is to just go to my website and fill out the contact form and let me know what you're interested in. Um, and then yes, I have a variety of different programs. I start with long, I mean, I have longer term programs, emotional abundance and superpower for kids. And the emotional abundance I've already spoken a lot about, that's the longer four or six month program for adults. Super powerful mm -hmm. kids is for working with parents and kids. Mm -hmm. And I haven't even talked about that, but that is so phenomenal because working with the, and it seems to be like a lot of moms and daughters that I'm working with mm -hmm. and working with the teenagers mm -hmm. um, or preteens to learn all the tools that I really teach in emotional abundance. Like mm -hmm. there's a couple of moms that keep extending it for another six months, another six months, another six months, because it's just the results that are happening with her daughter are so phenomenal. Uh, what I'm really excited about is this new hybrid program called the reconnect. Mm -hmm. And it is a 10 week program with individual healing sessions and group healing sessions and a support group um, on Facebook. So because healing happens in community when we can be seen and it's the women that are in that right now are very much Reiki healers, or I think to be Reiki healers, um, mm -hmm. a lot of spiritual goddesses. And, and that is a beautiful program. All my programs have a back end website page with videos and audios. I like to give people experiences mm -hmm. and I like for them to feel supported and because that's what we need. Like we need that lighthouse kind of feeling. So I love the reconnect. It is less, individual support, which is what you get with my longer programs. Uh, but there's always, you know, ways to work with me, extended payment plans, lots of opportunities. So, so wonderful having this conversation with you. And I'm just so happy that you have the time to share this juicy information for people so they can learn more about you and how they can work with you in I'm going to put all of this, all of the links, because you do have quite a few links. You've got your freebies, you've got your habit tracker. It's going to be all on the podcast in the notes. And what's great about podcasts is you can listen or you can watch because we share this on all the platforms, YouTube included. And I'm so glad that we got our lighting down and everything worked out. So thanks everyone for joining here with Michelle Julian and Dahlia. And remember, your activation is my activation. Thank you for being here inside the Goddess Collective. I wanted to let you know that when you come to the collective, you are receiving free resources that help you with your self-awareness. I created free trainings for you. It's the Julian Method, 
Goddess Activation Group. It's free and it's a face group collective to help you get started with a new way of living. Follow along and witness the power of intentionally living with me and step in to the new realm of self-care for the activated goddess. They're bare bones, basic 101 goddess tips and tools. You'll get a three-day consecutive boot camp. It's a taster of the Julian method. I help you get started on your goddess practice. You'll find it at the Julian goddesscoaching.com and also a real special treat you can receive the being and becoming goddess oracle deck yes i birthed this during the pandemic super juicy you'll receive a published deck with a digital deck and also your own goddess activated meditation audio juicy juicy goddess things are in store for you i am so excited for you and this journey have a glorious day and remember your activation is my activation Have a great day.